Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. Whole crew is here today, and we're going to talk about how the left has all of a sudden become okay with the occupation of Washington, D.C. by the U.S. Army, and why they don't trust them at the same time. It is literally crazy what's going on right now before Biden's inauguration. A uh, lot of stuff to delve into, but before we do, do us a favor. Like this video, share this video. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell. That way you will, you'll know, not we, you'll know every time a new episode is up. And please comment below. Do you think that the left is absolutely bat poo crazy? Let us know, comment below. Also, if you're not a member of Freedom Wire, it's real easy to become one. Click the link on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. It will take you to Freedom Wire, give us your email, and you start getting the stories and, that are important to conservatives like you guys and like us, you probably won't read anywhere else. All right, guys, apparently occupation is good. So I didn't think it was. Yeah, you can bring the National Guard out to protect the federal building when there's a Democratic uh, presidential or going to be the next president, but you couldn't do that all summer. And Trump, Trump even suggesting that we, you know, we use the was it the Insurrection Act or bring the military into the streets to protect the cities. That was not cool. That was treasonous. That was horrible. But now it's okay. We can have twenty five thousand. <clears> let me say that again: twenty five thousand National Guardsmen in Washington D.C. I mean, I think that might be a little bit of an overkill. I'm just, I'm just saying that that's more troops. I think I was reading the stat than we're actually guarding the, the capital during the Civil War. I'm pretty sure that was what I read somewhere. I, I mean, you think no, but it's it's all it's all for the protection of of Joe Biden. Yeah, it's nothing to show force or anything. Yeah, this is it's just this is the crap. Yeah, and then and apparently they're all. We'll get into that in a minute, but apparently they're all. You know, they they supported Donald Trump. The military does, so therefore they're they're part of an inside attack on Joe Biden or something. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to draw attention. People are crazy. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to draw attention to the fact that back when uh, law enforcement officers and the National Guard were involved in suppressing the summer riots, and they were driving around cities and arresting people who were vandalizing statues, burning businesses, causing problems in the streets. Nancy Pelosi referred to them as anonymous jackbooted stormtroopers who were involved in kidnapping and disappearing political dissonance in the streets. She was up in arms, as were all the rest of the Democrat members of Congress. Now, all of a sudden, when crazy rioters are causing problems at their place of business, which is the Capitol building, they're all in favor of calling in as many troops as is necessary to make them feel safe again. And I feel like we should also point out what's going on on Capitol Hill itself. There was an eight-foot fence erected all the way around the Capitol building, and it stood there for a couple days. And then they took down the fence and put up a 12-foot plexiglass wall. So there's now an even bigger barricade around Capitol Hill. And Democrats are all for that. Well, well, it, it, so are, are they on board with the policy of walls keep people out of places they're not supposed to be? Because I thought Joe Biden called building a wall immoral. Turns out he was just against building one where it was hot. To be fair, Connor, it is hockey season. So plexiglass 
seems to be like the you know ideal thing to keep um you know people and pucks from going going places they shouldn't go so maybe that was the idea for the change i don't know um what i do know is that uh plexiglass walls probably don't work <laughs> yeah the, the point is that they're big and difficult to get through and they're they're fortifying the capitol building while there's a bunch of National Guardsmen sleeping on the floor of the Capitol building, which that image right there, Third Amendment at work, I think we can all agree, hey, it's at least they're, you know, sleeping on the floor of the building and not forcibly quartered in DC suburbs. That's great. You don't have to have the army live in with you. Thanks, Third Amendment. This is why the Constitution's a good thing. I Yeah, I'm confused because I have a lot of questions, first of all. First, the left wants to abolish the police. Now they're, I guess they're for this. But I remember when this first started, when troops first started going into DC and everyone's like, why is the National Guard there? And then it became thousands and it became tens of thousands. But my understanding was that Trump authorized the National Guard troops to be there. So I don't know if anybody really knows why they're there. I don't think anybody has answers. All I see on Twitter is like reporters asking, what are they doing there? What do they know? What does the government know that we don't know? Like, is there something about to happen? There's just so many questions. And I don't know if anybody knows what's going on. And as soon as all the troops got there uh, and, you know, they fortified buildings, the National Mall is still shut down for the inauguration. So nobody can get there. Uh, now that they have all this stuff in place, turns out they're also afraid of the military. So they called in 25,000 people to protect them. And they're now afraid of 75% of those 25,000. Was it the Democrats who called them in, though? Because I thought Trump authorized it. It was a bipartisan authorization. Bipartisan. Trump, Trump let them be there, but the president doesn't really get to mobilize the National Guard quite like that. Uh, yeah. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser was one of the ones on the front lines calling for the National Guard to come in after the Capitol Hill riot. She didn't want them there over the summer. In fact, she went out of her way to make sure that, pe or that you know, people drove them out by doing a televised address in which she said, here's their hotel, the hotels where they're staying. And by the way, their weapons probably aren't loaded. So go over there and show them you don't want them there. And that's how we ended up with guardsmen who were ordering pizzas that were delivered covered in spit and broken glass actually happened multiple times throughout that week before they left. Suddenly it's a good thing that the guard is there. Everybody loves having troops hanging out now it's not a military occupation it's it's for national safety of course i want to i want to remind you guys something thomas jefferson said and this <clears throat> this is this is i think a poignant a poignant quote and i know you guys have heard it and um i don't know if we've heard it since this has been happening but it's true but here we when government fears the people there is liberty when the people feel fear the government there is tyranny. The, the government is afraid of the people right now. Yeah, well, it, it, I, something I don't think people really thought about is like the American people are being kept from going, are being barred from a presidential inauguration. You're not allowed to go there. The, cap, the National Mall is shut down. You can't go watch the president of the United States, the next president, get inaugurated. So nobody sees the problem with that. 
Are, are we are we going to get a discount on our taxes this year then? <laughs> I think they would have canceled it anyway though because of COVID. They would have said, "Hey, people, the the march is canceled. No, there's no parade. You won't be allowed to come in because COVID." And because that's the left's whole narrative right now. They're not going to let a bunch of people come. So either way, there wouldn't have been a parade. Is how I see it. And I kind of wonder if this is like the amount of troops that are going there seems kind of ridiculous. But at the same time, I wonder if it's to show the world that our democracy is not, it's not like wavering. Like we're not about to undergo a siege. We're not going to, you know, our government is going to break down because of this. The, but the, isn't it funny though? Wouldn't the presence of the military say the opposite? I think to like, us it does, but I think to other countries it shows security. Well, it, it's a very confusing scenario here because we have a president who has committed to the peaceful transition of power who won't even be in attendance at the inauguration for a variety of reasons that we won't even bother getting into. And his successor brings in 25,000 troops and walls off the Capitol building to ensure that everything goes smoothly. We were already promised the smooth transition of power. That's how things work here. But it's the incoming group that has been like, no, we need thousands upon thousands of troops in the capital because we're afraid but there's there's no logic to it because they are afraid of the people but they're also afraid of the military as we'll get into because democrats have now been swirling rumors and spreading conspiracy theories on a level that i've never even seen from them before the kind of thing they would accuse the right of doing they are now doing themselves with these conspiracy theories that National Guardsmen, predominantly white male National Guardsmen, who voted for Trump are going to attempt to take out Joe Biden and his cabinet during the inauguration. So they have confiscated ammunition and magazines for many of them because they don't trust them. And they are now vetting all 25,000 Guardsmen who are stationed in the Capitol to check for extremist ties, which very quickly will translate over into, did you vote for Trump? Well, now we got a problem. Because, Ryan, what was the name of that guy, who, that congressman who did the interview? You, you wrote an article for us on that. Representative Steve Cohen, I have the quote right here. I was going to read it real quick. Yeah. This is Tennessee Republic, or a Democrat, Steve Cohen. He goes, you know, I was thinking, I like how he's just, yeah, I'm just thinking, the National Guard is 90 some odd percent, I believe, male, only about 20% of white males voted for Biden. You got to figure that in the Guard, which is predominantly more conservative, and I see that on my social media, and we know it, there's probably not more than 25% of the people that are there protecting us who voted for President-elect Joe Biden. The other 75% are in the class that would be the large class of folks who might want to do something do something as an attack, you know, inside attack. And there, there, and there were military people and police who took oaths to defend the constitution and to protect and defend those who didn't do it, who are in the insurrection, so it does concern me. So he's saying that basically because there's a couple military people in the, the attack the Capitol now, or last time that now all of those guys are suspects because they're white and they might've voted for President Trump. So, so basically the lists have already been made the list that they said they weren't going to create. This is the beginning of, <laughs> you know, I hate to say it, but it begins with lists and it ends with people in box cars. Mm -hmm. That's how it happens. And this time, the people that could wind up in box cars will have nothing to do with your religion or the color of your skin, 
but everything to do with your political ideology. Yeah, the fact that they're going to be we may be forced. I mean, I would not be surprised to see if they start making people wear R's and D's on their clothing. The fact that they're so willing to write like right off out of hand 75% of the military because oh they're conservative they're trump supporters they they can't be trusted to defend a democratic president it completely undercuts everything the military stands for the military is there to defend the country regardless of who's in charge do you think every person who was sent to the middle east after 911 voted for george bush no and ultimately like many of them enlisted because of the surge of patriotism and national outrage that came after 9-11, a lot of them were already there. They were military people who went because it was their job. Didn't matter if they voted for Bush or not, they were told to go, so they went. And this has been the thing all throughout history. Um, It's not like uh, allied soldiers from America during World War II, 100% were on board with going to war. They went because that's what they do. Same thing with uh, with police officers. Doesn't matter if they don't like the mayor or they don't feel represented by the governor or whatever. They uphold the law because it's the oath they've taken. That's what they do. So for someone to say, oh, 75% of National Guardsmen voted for Trump, and we can't have that because do you really want to feel protected by only 25%? It's incredibly disrespectful to all the people who actually take an oath to defend the country and the people in it. They're not there for a president. They're not there for one specific cause. They're there for the country. And the fact that they're making these lists is very concerning as well, because you think they're going to go through the process of vetting 25,000 troops and not hold on to those results. They're like, they're going to find out all this information about them and not catalog that away. And then couple that with the CNN headline that we found the other day, uh, this tweeted by CNN breaking news. The NSA will install a Trump loyalist as its general counsel after the acting U.S. defense secretary ordered the last-minute move. The fact that they now include the disclaimer Trump loyalist in front of people who have been appointed to different positions, it doesn't matter what they're doing, doesn't matter what their skills are, doesn't even matter what their name is. All that matters is the title Trump loyalist, and that becomes grounds for it being a problem. Is anyone going to be called a Biden loyalist? No, they're just people and we're supposed to celebrate them doesn't matter how devoted they are to biden they're their own person and we're not allowed to call them a biden loyalist but they're making the list and they're checking it twice and like the worst santa claus of all time they're then going to seek to punish everyone who ends up on their naughty list are military people like when they're wearing when they're in uniform they're technically not even supposed to endorse a candidate or even discuss politics? Isn't that technically the rule? Yeah, more or less. Like they're, when you're in uniform, you represent the United States in its entirety, not one party, not one candidate. You represent the country. And it's a thing that most, if not all of them do with pride. So for them to be like, oh, we can't trust them because of who they voted for. Yeah, like I said, it's disrespectful, it's disgusting, and the fact that and no it's one out on it. Yeah, it, it's... It's a huge well, assumption to guess who, who somebody voted for. 
talk about racist. Are you saying we voted for Trump because we're white? Yes, they, they, that is exactly what they're saying. And you, you've heard the language of, you know, it's white supremacy that makes people support Trump. It's white supremacy this, white supremacy that. They've completely stripped the term white supremacy of any actual meaning. Now it's just any action undertaken by a white person. Because according to the laws of critical race theory, if you are a white person, you are inherently white supremacist. So it doesn't matter what action you're doing, it's done in a white supremacist way just because of the color of your skin. And we now have an administration that endorses that way of thinking. So that's a little bit of, of a concern right there. I don't know if you guys ever studied like logic games or anything, but I know this is beating my head against the wall trying to figure out a Democrat's logic, but let's just play along. Okay, so white man probably voted for Trump, obviously, because like Sean says, we're making assumptions. Therefore, said white man who's in the National Guard sworn to protect the Constitution of the United States and the government of the United States, therefore, he wants to murder the said president-elect of the United States. And the media says there's not one condemnation from any Democrat, maybe I didn't miss it, on Representative Cohen, what he said. That is astounding to me. That is unbelievable. And it just goes boom. Just like that, not, you know, but we impeached Trump for not even calling for an insurrection, but, but these guys can get away and just play all white people <laughs> that voted for Donald Trump as they're wanting to overthrow the government and wanting to kill Joe Biden. I mean, that's basically what they're saying. Are they not? The fact that the, fact that the media covers for them is even worse because it's not just that the media issued no condemnation. It's that they actually ran with it. Uh, for example, the one big headline was talking about how Elected officials fear that white Trump-supporting National Guardsmen will attempt some sort of inauguration day violence. You get about halfway through that article, and there was a line that says, at this point, intelligence agencies have found no legitimate threat, something to that effect. In Ryan's article that he wrote, it'll be linked down in the description, you can see that. They have that line there, which means even the outlet reporting on it was like, oh yeah, there's no threat. There's no reason to be concerned we haven't found anything. This is just something people are saying. I don't that think they sound good as a headline. But I, I see a lot of those reports too. But at the same time, if they knew something, I don't think they would tell us right now. I I'm holding my tongue on this whole thing until we see what happens tomorrow because I don't think anyone really knows. But I do like that the Democrats are afraid to an extent because I think they're they're obviously freaking out. They don't know what's going to happen. And they, I think they should feel scared because elected officials have been taking advantage of the people for way too long without being concerned about uh, how it affects the people or how their policies affect anyone. So I'm, on one hand, I'm glad they're afraid, but obviously no politician should exactly fear for their life because of their political ideology. Yeah, it's, it's insane that we're now at a point where they have armed and mobilized the military because they're afraid of the people, but then they disarmed the military because they're afraid of the military but they're still expecting the military to defend them from the people. So they now have a disarmed military facing off against angry people. In what scenario does that end well? And also just to, to call attention to the, the imagery we have for the inauguration now, we have a guy who's about to become president, who's old, likely in declining mental and physical condition, who is engaging in paranoid, conspiracies about seeing threats behind every corner is uh, having the people around him shut down anyone who disagrees with him. 
at what point does he begin the slow s slide into, you know, hiding out in a basement again, long, unkempt hair and fingernails that are long and yellowed, peeing into jars like Howard Hughes at the end of The Aviator? Is this really what we want as the president? And this is this kind of seems like concerning behavior, not just from Biden, but from everyone who's coming in with him. Mm -hmm. The fact that this is happening is you know, a, a little bit of a, a reason to ask some questions here at the very least, because to think that, you know, not only can you not trust the people, but now you can't trust the military either. It's, it's paranoia on the level of a Roman emperor in the later stages of insanity. And, and that never ended well for those people either. Well, that's a good sign. Yeah. They work for us. We don't work for them. Not according to Joe Biden. I don't care what Joe Biden says. <laughs> Joe Biden says he does not work for you. Or at least that one guy that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, but Joe Biden's a return to normalcy, folks. Completely going to be normal, presidential, whatever that even means for the next four years. But okay. Well, I have to wonder if um, like National Guard would have been mobilized even for Trump's inauguration. Even if he won, I think they would have still mobilized troops. Oh, I mean, they're mobilizing troops, but I don't know if there have been a show of force like we're seeing, though. I don't know. Antifa and BLM are pretty crazy, so. The question is, who are we showing force to? Right. Are we trying to, is it one half of the country trying to show the other half of the country that they're strong? Is it the government trying to show strength in front of the people as a whole? Or is it the country trying to show strength internationally? And the implications of whichever one is correct are pretty significant because if we have Democrats trying to flex on Republicans by showing how willing they are to invoke the military to keep everyone safe and in order, that's kind of a concerning thing. If it's the government saying to the people in general, we have the military, don't do anything to cross us, that's even worse. But like Grace was saying earlier, if they're doing it to try to show the rest of the world that it, it's, you know, everything's okay and we're still strong. Who's to say whether, whether that actually works or not, but it's certainly not in character with Biden's foreign policy. So I very much doubt it's that one, but yeah, it, it'll be an interesting inauguration when, uh, tomorrow, which by the time this is up, it will be today, but yeah, should be interesting to see how things go. He's going to bring us together. He's going to heal us. Joe Biden, he's just going to be so much unity, so much unity all over the place tomorrow. You, you, this speech is going to be so unifying. Everything's just going to be changed. You watch. <laughs> he will write it, that Jesus. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. <laughs> he'll, he'll enforce unity at the end of a National Guardsman's gun, but it's okay because that gun's not loaded. No, so, no, hang on a second. This is before we close up. No, hang on a second. I'm just tired of hearing this unity crap from them. They don't want unity. They don't want us. The only unity they want is us to take the kneel, kneel to them, whatever they say it is. I don't want to hear one more word of unity from Joe Biden. Still full of crap. It's unbelievable that they treat him like he's just, just like, oh, that's just old Joe over there. He's just like, he's moderate Joe. He wants everybody to be happy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he, uh, like we were, like Sean was mentioning, like he'll, he'll go after just a normal voter. So he is not in the unity at all. He's so full of crap. Even Trump is calling for unity now. So both sides are calling for unity. So I can't really slam one of them 
Yeah. Call on unity all you want, but it's your actions matter more than your, like your words you have to, your actions have to match up with your words. And so far with Biden, I'm not seeing that. And Biden's unfortunately is going to be the president. Donald Trump isn't anymore. So I'm concerned about what Joe Biden's going to say. We're having calls for unity from politicians and a media that thrives on conflict. Politicians would not be in office. The media would not make a dime if there was no conflict. But they call for unity because they don't like opposition. Once again, because I know we got to wrap it up here, but I will conclude with the quote from the evil robot from the movie Avengers Age of Ultron. I think you're confusing peace with quiet. They don't want peace. They just want everyone who disagrees with them to shut up or get out of their way. That's not peace. That's oppression. And hopefully that's not where we're headed. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do you one better. Um, who who was the uh, who, uh, who was the bad guy in Avengers? Um, the first one, Thanos. Yeah. I'll do you one better. Thanos was right. Half the universe needs to go, and I tell you which half that is. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Where anything monetized. <laughs> where ending things on a on a little bit of a jibe because this thing is pretty heavy. It, it really is. It's getting heavier and heavier and heavier. However, we will still be here to talk about it whenever it gets heavy. And hopefully we can come up with a little bit of a joke to make it a little bit lighter. For those of you that think it's heavy, you know, we're here. Um, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you liked what you heard. If you did like this video, share this video, do all the stuff I told you in the beginning. If you made it this far, congratulations. You win a pony. Not a real pony. Not from us, but a, a, a metaphorical pony. You win it. Um, and become a member of Freedom Wire. Told you how to do it in the beginning if you're still here, which I doubt you are because our metrics show us different. Yeah, I'm saying it. I'm going to go ahead and call it out. Yeah. So what? We're being truthful. You're probably not listening to this. So I could call you any name in the book if I wanted to, but I don't and I won't because you guys are conservatives and we like you. Um, Guys, you guys have anything you want to sign off to the people with? I do. Since this is going to have, go out tomorrow, I'm going to say that we, this is a, it's a very sad day that our election, I think the election was stolen. But um, a sad day that Biden is getting inaugurated. He's a racist. He doesn't care about the American people. He only cares about himself. But we have to move forward and we have to keep going. We can't just give up. Yeah. I'll, I'll comment on that with a reminder that even though we're disappointed by the way the election went, even though everything leading up to the inauguration is concerning, Biden is your president because you're an American and he's the president of America. And we can deal with it, we cannot like it, but he, he is your president. So let's just deal with it. Let's be adults about this. And also don't forget to check the links in the description below for articles that we talked about today. Uh, even some things we didn't get to just because there's always more to say about these things, but sometimes we just have to cut ourselves short. So go down there, see what we have to say and uh, subscribe to the website while you're over there. And I, I want to say, I feel bad for Joe Biden's dog. Look up the, look up online. I don't think I've seen that. The gifts, the, the dog looks terrified. I think that's how Americans are going to feel within, I don't know, about a month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to end with this. I'm going to ask all of you to, for one thing tomorrow, 
show some decorum and don't scream at the sky like the liberals did in 2016. I see one tier, one conservative tier over Biden getting elected. I'm going to find you a la, you know, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to personally slap you in the face for doing so. We're conservatives. We're made of stronger stuff. Remember that. You also remember you're a rebel and the most important thing about being an American is staying free. So stay free, America. God bless you.